Welcome to Entertainment Talk TV. It is Entertainment Talk's podcast for television that we choose to talk about. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today is Robert. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, we've had some interesting releases on Netflix, so that kind of falls under the TV, so there'll be something to talk about. Cool. Uh, nothing that I really regularly watch is on a live schedule right now, so I've been pretty much stuck with Netflix stuff. Me too, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, so let's just run through the schedule for the show. We're going to do um, just some general TV talk, which I guess will include some of that. Then we're going to talk about Castlevania on Netflix, which was very nice and short. Uh, then we'll talk about some of the Emmys, some of the jokes in there. Uh, and then we have some questions to finish off with. So let's go ahead. What have you been watching on Netflix? Uh, well, the Season 3 for Voltron Legendary Force launched, and I plowed my way through that. Uh, it's a little bit shorter than the last couple of seasons. It was only eight episodes. But I am enjoying it very much. I'll probably write up some kind of review for that later. Oh, cool. That'd be cool. How, how uh, long were the other seasons? Uh, well, it's kind of a, a mixed bag. Season 1 started off with like a two-hour premiere, and it had 10 episodes, and then Season 2, I believe, had 13 episodes, if I'm remembering right. I actually have to look it up. Okay. Um, so only having an eight-episode season is kind of short. Hmm. Short but sweet, though, it, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. See, I, I've not uh, checked it out myself, so there's nothing I can I can really say about that. Um, what else have you been watching? Uh, I've been re-watching, uh, through Arrow. I kind of had a, kind of a couple questions that I really didn't have answers to, so I started binging it from season two. Okay. I also found out that I'm kind of oblivious to a couple of things. Okay, well... Because we had talked about, uh, how they really didn't have, uh... A whole lot on uh, Echo's character, Mr. Terrific, yeah. and I just found out, I mean, through re-watching it, uh, they had, uh, they were just so subtle about it that I missed it. Yeah. There's like a couple episodes to where he's talking about stuff, but it's in kind of like the background, and they're not the main point of the conversation, so it's something mm-hmm. I missed. Yeah, we, uh, we mentioned that throughout our CW Superhero season, we did, um this year and last year yeah they didn't do much for the character in terms of explaining why he's mr terrific hopefully they'll do some work on that next season um so how are you finding the rewatches i'm finding it interesting i'm finding that i'm you know catching a lot more stuff like going with the mr terrific the the t-spheres actually got introduced in season four very briefly and um one of the you know the conversations in season five that I was talking about, he was having kind of a back and forth with Renee's character. He was going on and on about some sports hero, and they gave his name, and then he said everybody called him Terrific, uh, which was something that happened in season four uh, when they had the whole storyline of Felicity getting paralyzed, and uh, Echo's character came up with that little gadget to, that they planted into her spine that made her walk again. Yeah. And then Oliver said, uh, uh, you're terrific. And so there's a lot of subtle hits that the, you know, rewatching that I'm catching now about that. But at the time I kind of missed them. So I feel kind of dumb about it, but then they were, for the most part, they were pretty subtle. Okay. I wouldn't feel. I would still like to see an episode describing, you know, why the giant T on his face and the costumes (laughs) that he went through, things like that. I would take it on and off so quickly. Yeah. 
Because, mm-hmm. mm, yeah, it's not a mask, is it? It's paint, so... Yeah, I mean it's paint, but it's it's more his hair because you know when he's being Curtis, he's got kind of like the 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 frilly let gone thing yeah. happening, and then when he's Mister Terrific, it's you know in a very 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 time consuming uh, setup. So cool. All right, what uh, what else have you been watching? Uh, not a whole lot. Mostly just stuff I've already seen before and reruns. Like I said, pretty much everything that I watch that's like on a normal series is on hiatus, so there really hasn't been anything new to talk about. Cool. Um, I've been watching Friends from College. I finished the first season on Netflix. It's like... If I tell you what I kind of got from the premise, it might sound a little silly, but it's just about this kind of... You know, these adults, they're living their life and stuff, and like this one of the women characters, uh, played by Kobe Smulders, is uh, going through IVF treatment treatment and stuff to so that they can have a baby and there's like a double affair going on um between like these these two couples like they're kind of cheating on each other and then one cheats on somebody else and, and something like that um and then it's it's more like they ha- they basically have a reunion and stuff and they go on some small road trips and stuff it is only eight, eight episodes and half an hour each so there isn't a whole lot of story there is some like character building and stuff like that in there but um i did find it to be very funny and kobe smolders is um her uh, i guess on-screen husband um is a very clumsy not stupid i wouldn't say he's stupid but he's a very clumsy silly character that just does the wrong thing at the wrong time but all the time um he doesn't do many things at the right time i would say um, but it, it was a very funny, uh, series to watch. It was nice and short as well. Um, and the, the acting in it is, is pretty good as well. Kobe's Smulders is, is very good in that. Um, have you seen that at all? Not yet. At some point I am going to have to see it because there are a lot of actors in it that I'm familiar with and I yeah. like. Fred Savage is in it, obviously being my age. I grew up on The Wonder Years. Okay. I don't know if The Wonder Years is on a streaming service anywhere, but that was kind of the quintessential 80s growing up uh, TV show. Yeah. Uh, Greg German, who was on uh, 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 the Ally McBeal. That's why my brain doesn't want it all. He was on most <laughs> of the, the, the run of Ally McBeal. Yeah. Uh, he was really, really funny on, and not on that show. Very high energy, quirky. Uh, if that's on a streaming service, you should definitely at least check out the first season. Cool. And, of course, Colby Smulders. You know, I, I suffered through the last couple of seasons of How I Met Your Mother. But I like her as an actress. She's I... pretty good, so I'll probably see it at some point. Yeah. I enjoyed How I Met Your Mother more than the average fan did, I think. Um, I kind of realized halfway through the last season, which is the, the wedding season. I won't spoil it, but that's basically the theme of the season. Um, I know yeah. it's old, but yeah, still. Um, and uh, I, I kind of realized halfway through, like, okay, this wedding still hasn't actually, like, happened yet, but I did enjoy it a ton, How I Met Your Mother, uh, and she's very, she's very good, uh, Kobe Smalls is very good in, uh, Friends from College, so yeah, it was, a, it was a very fun, nice, short show, so. Yeah, I think they stretched that out way too far, they should have introduced the mother character in at least, at, at the latest, season six, okay. and then had maybe some concurrent storylines along there, but. You know, popping her in at the very last of the season ten, and then trying to have a spinoff with her character, just you know, and that never went anywhere. Mm. I think I might have liked the ending more. I mean, I do like the show, yeah. um, 
but you know they they kind of ended on like a really sour note. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I still enjoyed it. Um, I've been watching the show called Riviera. It's I'm not sure where it would be in the US or if it's somewhere in the US at the moment. It's a Sky Atlantic show. They basically have they have it airing weekly for some reason, but it's been dumped on Sky on demand as like a box set. Um, and it, it, the episodes don't go away until September, so I've still got some time to watch it. I'm about three episodes in. It's basically about like these this rich family. Uh, some deal with the situations better than others. And the main character, who is the wife of this of this guy, um, he's doing these like suspicious things, and um, he dies on this boat that blows up. The boat that blows up, um, and it's kind of a conspiracy as to like why it happened and what he was up to, and like how the rest of the family react to it, and then what happens with the, the places that they own, and what happens with um, their will that they get, because you know when when your uh parents pass away you get you get your will of course um so they deal with that as well it's very well acted very well put together it looks really good um and it's, it's got some other bits and pieces that are like really tense in it as well i like the way that the first episode ends in particular so that's been very good as well um and the last show i want to mention is uh, rick and morty i don't know if you've, if you've seen any of that i've tried watching a couple episodes i've I'm up to like three or four. Okay. It doesn't really click with me, but I can. It's one of those things that it doesn't click with me, but I can definitely understand why some people would get really into into it. I mean, it's definitely interesting. Uh, it's definitely got interesting characters. I think it's just a little too uh, schizophrenically dark for my taste. I'm not. A, I'm not okay. a big fan of the, the dark broody stuff. Right. I get. I get. And that's. Yeah, and that's dark, not on like a, a you know a level of you know oppressive. Just like when you get into the subtext of it, it, it you realize how dark it is. Yeah, you, you mean kind of like when Rick just rushes up to Morty and he's like, "You got to do this. You got to do this now." It depends what it is. And in one episode, he's he gets Morty to like blow up a fantasy version of his family or something in some other kind of world. And the way he rushes up to Morty, and Morty is just like petrified, and his like zombified family is walking up to him, and he's like, "You have to press this button now, otherwise we're gonna die, and you have to blow up your family." I get what you mean by that, but for me, they twist it in a in a funny, silly way. Like I don't take, um, I'm not trying to like criticize your opinion, but I don't take the show like seriously at all because I've come to grips with like how the show's done like the the way they have all these different worlds and like sometimes they have dream worlds and simulations and all this kind of wacky crazy stuff i got used to it very quickly i did hear a little people talk about the show before i watched it so maybe it was like self-preparation before i actually saw it um i actually did watch the pilot and then i left the show for like four months and then heard some more good stuff and and came back so i'm like i think i'm about the same point that you would be in the show i'm about episode four or five of the first season um but yeah, I, I, I'm enjoying it. It's some good kind of just wacky kind of fun humor. So I think it's pretty good. Uh, what were we going to do next? We are going to talk about Castlevania, weren't we? So what did you think of mm-hmm. Netflix's first season of that? Well, I really wouldn't call it a season considering True. it only yeah. had four episodes. Yeah. So it was more of a primer. Mm. Um, and I liked what they did in that they introduced the main characters, and that's really kind of all they did with the first four episodes. They introduced the world, they introduced the bad guy, and they introduced the heroes and the characters that were going to fight the bad guy. Um, 
visual style. We, we talked about this, um, you know, a couple days ago. Yeah. There was an old anime that came out of Japan back in 1993 mm-hmm. called Ninja Scroll. I it didn't make it at least to my knowledge it didn't make its way more mainstream to the states until about you know 98 99. Uh, but the visual styles are very similar. Um, Ninja Scroll was an interesting series of anime. Very graphic, very bloody, but it's also like very sexualized. I mean, there's there's boobs and sex everywhere in the first one that I've seen, and obviously there wasn't any of that on Netflix because it's Netflix. You're not going to get any of that. But in terms of like, you know, the violence and the gushing blood and things like that, it kind of reminded me of that. Okay. I, overall, I liked it. I mean, I'm not that steeped into Castlevania. I mean, the last Castlevania game I played was Castlevania. Two on the NES, um, so I haven't played like Symphony of the Night or any of that. So it was kind of a good primer of figuring out who these characters are. Mm. Uh, past that, it'll be interesting to see what they do with the next, you know, series of episodes. If they do like a full season, and you get eight or ten or twelve episodes, or if they just do a little, basically a mini movie of four episodes that it's basically two hours of content. Yeah, I, I did really like it. I, I'm not familiar with the games. Uh, the only time I've really heard of them, heard of them was when uh, Colin Moriarty was kind of funny and he used to mention them sometimes. He didn't really talk that in depth, but he did like bring them up in the, the two years he was there. They're on their third year now, I can't remember. Um, but in the time that they, they were he was there, he spoke about the games quite a bit. Uh, I did actually see, I've been watching um, Kadikarus on YouTube and he does a lot of like PlayStation 1 retrospective stuff. Uh, which is very nostalgic for me. Um, and he brought up Castlevania. And like. From seeing the show. To seeing like even two minutes of 2D gameplay. I could see that they nailed it. In terms of like. Being. At least in terms of. How the world looks and stuff. Like they, they nailed it on the head I guess. Um, I, I thought. I thought the series could do with a bit more of action, but I don't know how much, like... Of course, in the games, it probably has more action and stuff, but may- maybe we'll see some more of that in a second season. I did hear, hear that we're, we are getting one. Uh, but apart from that, I, w- I wasn't that familiar with the characters. I did get on with them quite well, and I thought the main protagonist was, was a fun kind of character to sort of be with as well, um, and sort of spend some time with him in the story. Um, and yeah, I like the scene where... Um, I. Th- I'm not sure which episode it is in because I watched them basically all together and they kind of blended into one thing. Uh, it's it's like a it's like a film split into four little parts that break for 15 seconds. I guess you could call mm-hmm. it. Uh, but that scene where that priest is about to get killed and he's he steps in and basically humiliates the other two guys by like cutting one of the guy's fingers off and then the other guy he just dodges continuously until he injures him. I thought that was great as well. Um, yeah. But it was a great series. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about with that? Uh, for Castlevania, no. It's one of those things. I mean, it was short enough to where it didn't feel like it was a chore to watch. Yeah. But it wasn't long enough to really do any kind of like in-depth retrospective yeah. in it, except for, you know, obviously they introduced the characters. And that's really kind of the big thing. So. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I felt like it was maybe like a testing the water sort of thing, seeing how Castlevania mm-hmm. fans would take it, and then. Yeah, it has a ton of potential for a second season. So, um, yeah, we're going to move swiftly on and talk about the Emmys next that we do. Yeah. 
so I have the list up here. Now, bear in mind that uh, when I go to the next pages, it might take a little bit of time to load, but I have the first page loaded here, so we're going to go and talk about those. Um, I'm going to skim through some of these categories, because there's a lot of like bits and pieces as well, but then like, the main stuff I'll, I'll read out. So, Outstanding Lead Actor in a Limited Series or Movie, 2017. Ian McGregor as Ray Stussy and Emmett Stussy uh, for Fargo. Uh, Geoffrey Rush as Albert Einstein in Genius. I think that was that documentary thing. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock Holmes in Sherlock the uh, Lying Detective Masterpiece. Um, Riz Ahmed or Ahmed uh, as Nazir Zaz Khan, I think I might have said that right, in The Night Of, which I thought was really good. Uh, John uh, Toroto as John Stone, uh, I almost said John Snow, in The Night Of as well. Uh, Robert De Niro as Bernie Mandoff in The Wizard of Lies. Uh, do you like any of these? Uh, none of those that I've seen. I'm kind of interested in seeing the Bernie Madoff because that was a big uh, financial scandal a few years back and a lot of laws were written after the fact. Yeah. Uh, but none of those are shows that I actually watch. I keep meaning to watch Sherlock, but then I don't. <laughs> I think it's just yeah. because I've seen Benedict Cumberbatch in too many things, doing two, two different ways, and trying to see him as Holmes. Yeah. Would be kind of odd. Mm. Uh, my my two picks would be uh, Riz Ahmed um, from the Night of. He's like the lead in that, and Ian McGregor in in Fargo were really good. Uh, I haven't really seen the others from that list. Because uh, I haven't seen Sherlock myself either. Outstanding lead actress in a limited series or movie. Uh, Felicity Huffman as Jeanette uh, Hesby in American Crime. I think that was the American Crime OJ thing that they did. Uh, Nicole mm-hmm. Kidman as um, Celeste Wright in Little Big Lies. Or Big Little Lies, sorry. Which I haven't seen. Um... Reese Witherspoon as Maddie McKenzie in Big Little Lies. Uh, Carrie Coon as Gloria Burgle in Fargo, which she was really, really good in The Leftovers. I don't quite know how she didn't get nominated for that and got nominated for Fargo. I'm not sure. But, you know, the Emmys are the Emmys. Jessica Lang as Joan Crawford in Feud, Betty and Joan. Uh, I've seen this actress before. She's been in American Horror Story, but I haven't seen that. Suzanne uh, Sarandon as Betty uh, Davis in Feud, Betty and Joan as well. Who do you like from this list? Uh, I don't really like anybody. I think it's either going to go to Susan Sarandon or uh, uh, the one that you mentioned before that, just because those are both actresses that have been in the business forever. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Susan Sarandon goes back to like the mid-80s, and who was the one that you said before that? Uh, let me go back up quickly. Um, the one before who, sorry? Susan Sarandon. Uh, Jessica Lang. Yeah, Jessica Lang. It goes back to, like, the 70s, maybe even the 60s, so... One of those two will probably win it, just for... Just because they've been doing it for so long, so... Yeah. Uh, my pick would be Carrie Coon in Fargo as Gloria. Uh, outstanding lead actor in a comedy series, Donald Glover as... Uh, Marks in Atlanta, which I need to watch the rest of. He was really good in that, though. Zach uh, Galfinakis? I know I've said that wrong. As Chip Galfinakis. Yeah, 
uh, I think he's the guy from uh, The Hangover, was in Baskets, which I've seen advertised, but I haven't, I haven't seen myself. It's been advertised on Fox over here. Uh, Anthony Anderson as Andre Johnson uh, in Blackish, which I've heard good things about. Uh, as is, um, and sorry, as Dev in Master of None, which I reviewed the second season of and thought was very, very good. William H. Macy as Frank Gallagher in Shameless, which I hear good and bad things about uh, in Shameless as well. I think that's the US version of Shameless. Jeffrey Tambor as Maura Preferman in Transparent. Uh, my personal pick would be uh, as is, as as is as Des in uh, Master of None. Who would you pick? Uh, probably Anthony Anderson, just because I've seen a few episodes of Blackish, and it's one of those shows that they could have gotten really uncomfortable with it, but instead they made it into a really good show. So that would be my pick. Uh, whether or not he gets that, I don't know. I'm. Mm don't really follow the emmy so i don't know what the the hype train is on that so okay uh outstanding lead actor in a drama series is quite a big one bob odenkirk as jimmy mcgill in buck Hossel, which we did the first third season review of me and david kevin spacey is frank francis sorry underwood house of cards uh leah chibron or something as ray donovan in ray donovan matthew reese as philip Jennings in The Americans, which I hear good things about but I haven't seen. Sterling K. Brown as Randall Pearson in This Is Us, um, which I hear good things about. Milo Ventimiglia, I think I said that right, as Jack Pearson. I know him from Heroes, This Is Us. Anthony Hopkins as Dr. Ford in Westworld. My pick would be uh, Bob Odenkirk as Jimmy McGill in Better Castle. Who would you go with? Uh... Probably Westworld, just because I have a lot of friends that are into that, and they can't shut up about that show. <laughs> Did you watch it yourself? I don't have HBO, so I, oh, yeah, I yeah. can't watch that or watch Game of Thrones. Okay, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, he he was good in Westworld as well. That was on Sky Atlantic over here. Because uh, HBO have like a Sky Atlantic deal going on. Uh, outstanding lead actress in a comedy series, uh, Pamela Andlin as Sam Fox in Better Things, uh, Tracy Ellis Ross as Rainbow Johnson in Blackish, uh, Jane Fonda as Grace Hansen in Grace and Frankie, which I haven't seen, Lily Tomlin as Frankie Bergstein in Grace and Frankie, which like I said I haven't seen, uh, Alison Janney as Bonnie in Mum, which I hear some good things about. Uh, Kelly Kemba, sorry, Ellie Kemba as Kimmy Schmidt in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which I saw half the first season of, I fell off of, but I might go back to. Julia Lewis de Vries uh, as Selena Meyer in Veep. Oh, Julia Louise Dreifer? Dreifer, yeah, in, as uh, Selena in Veep. Um, I don't watch many of these, but my, my pick would be uh, Ellie as Kimmy in Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Because uh, I, I, as much as I kind of didn't get on with the show, but sort of did, because I still watched seven episodes of it, I did think that she was really good in it. Uh, who's your who's your pick from that lot? I really don't have a pick from that lot, just because okay. none of those shows are ones that I've watched. Uh, like you, I have heard good things about Kimmy Schmidt. Yeah. Uh, so if I, you know, if she won it, you know, I wouldn't be upset about it, just because. Because I know three or four people that go on and on and on about how good that show is. <laughs> uh, but other than that, the rest of them are not anything I've, I've seen before. So Yeah, me too. 
Um, outstanding lead actress in a drama series, Robin Wright as Claire Underwood House of Cards. She's very good in that. She was also in Wonder Woman, which we reviewed. Uh, not House of Cards, Wonder Woman. Um, Viola Davis as Annalise Keating in How to Get Away with Murder. Um, Kerry Russell as Elizabeth Jenkins in The Americans. Uh, Claire Foy as Queen Elizabeth II in The Crown, which I hear good things about. Uh, Elizabeth Moss as Alfred in The Handmaid's Tale, which I have all got all of that recorded, I just need to watch it. Uh, Evan Rachel Woods as Dolores in Westworld. I would have to give this to um, Evan Rachel Wood as Dolores. I thought she was really good in Westworld. Who would you pick? I uh, would agree with you on that one just because, like I said before, I've heard so much hype about Westworld. Yeah. I've heard so many people talking about it and just losing their shit over it. <laughs> Yeah. That that would be my guess, just from a popularity standpoint. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think Evan Rachel Wood was, was very, very good. Uh, outstanding children's program. We don't need to read these out, because I don't think we watch any of these. Uh, Star Wars Rebels is on there, though, so that's quite good. Outstanding choreography. There's, like, some talent shows on here, uh, which I don't think any of us watch. Uh, outstanding cinematography for a limited series or movie. Um, this has got Black Mirror in it, so I'll read it out. Big Little Lies, What uh, You Get What You Need. I think that's the name of one of the episodes on HBO. And Black Mirror Nosedive. I can't recall which episode that is, and they're all kind of anthologies of themselves. Uh, for Black Mirror on Netflix. Do you watch either of those? Did you see uh, Black Mirror? No, I haven't seen Black Mirror yet. I keep meaning to, but it just doesn't interest me. Okay. Is it on uh, US Netflix? Yeah, it's on Netflix over yeah, here. I think Netflix actually like have it now because it was on um, Channel Four. Actually, had it before that on um, yeah. They had the first two seasons and like a weird Christmas special. Um, so let's go to the next lot that we have here. The page is just loading. Give me a second. Scroll down. Uh, where are we? We've got Outstanding Cinematography for a Limited Series or Movie. Um, we've got... Page is loaded, but it's like jumping about a little bit. So give me a second. So is there any people that you've wanted to get nominated in any of those categories, but weren't? Uh, not really. I mean, it's one of those things that... Uh... You know, if they get the award, great, but, you know, it's, it's not something that I've put in that much effort into just because that's that's industry, uh, that's an industry thing, so that's not anything that, you know, I really care about. Okay. Uh, page loaded now. Um, so, yeah, outstanding cinematography for, cinematography for a limited series or movie. Fargo, The Law of Vacant Places. <coughs> not sure which episode that was in the, in the season, but the series was quite good. The Night of Ordinary Death. That sounds like it might be the pilot episode, which I would guess it might be. The Young Pope. Did you? Oh, no, you don't. HBO. Um, I watched the first two episodes of The Young Pope, and it was definitely not for me. Uh, and it actually says that was for episode one, so, yeah, it's for episode one. Outstanding comedy series. You've got Atlanta, uh, or Atlanta, Atlanta, uh, Blackish, Master of None, Modern Family, Silicon Valley. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and Veep. Which one of those takes your pick? 
I think I really couldn't guess on any of those because I haven't seen any of those. Okay. The only one of those that I even know remotely about is T.J. Miller was on uh, Silicon Valley, and he left it to make that horrible emoji movie. Oh, and just like didn't didn't like <laughs> take a sabbatical. He actually left the show. Okay. To, uh, I'm, I'm more shocked at that because like I know the emoji movie is out, but I had no idea who any of the people were that were behind it. So that's quite shocking to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which oh, there's a it? lot of famous people that are in that movie, and it is beyond horrible. Let me pull up the IMDb page. It's currently, it was currently uh, pre-launch at like 0% on uh, um, Rotten Tomatoes, and yeah. then after like the first weekend, it got all the way up to 6%. That's still terrible. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, Master of None takes takes my pick from these. It's, is the only one I've seen apart from the section of Unbreakable Kim, Kimmy Schmidt that I've seen. Uh, yeah, get this. This is the cast for the Emoji movie. Uh, okay. T.J. Miller, who you know was on Silicon Valley, you'd most likely know him as Weasel from the Deadpool movie. Okay. Uh, James Corden, Anna Faris, uh, Maya Rudolph, Stephen Wright, Jennifer Coolidge, Sir Patrick Stewart... He played the poop emoji. Oh my God. Christina Aguilera. I think I. Sophia. I think I saw a picture of him at like their red carpet thing, and he did not look mm-hmm. happy. So. Yeah, that's one of those things that I jokingly say. I hope his family member was returned unharmed. Uh, Christina Aguilera, Sophia Varga, Rachel Ray, who is a uh, celebrity chef over here in the states. Okay. Uh, Sean Hayes, who was on uh, 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 Grace. Uh, let me look it up. He was on a, a show that was famous for uh, a while. Will and Grace. Okay. Uh, Jake T. Austin, who was um, in a lot of stuff. Uh, Wizards of Waverly Place, Go Diego Go, Dora the Explorer, Happy Monster Band tons of stuff so it's not like they don't have a bad uh, jeffrey ross mm. is on that is a very famous comedian does a lot of roasts but i mean there's like top tier talent for this movie and it just crashed and burned yeah like, epically great cast probably terrible script so yeah i thought about it the other day i was like do i want to definitely not in the cinema obviously but do I want to watch it just to see how bad it is but then do I want to spend any time doing that so I don't know but uh yeah let's move on to outwriting outstanding writing for a comedy series did I read this out I don't think I did uh Atlanta uh ban the episode called ban uh Atlanta streets on lock uh master of none thanksgiving I remember which episode that is that's a very good episode uh, Silicon Valley's success failure, strange name from an episode, Veep, Georgia, Veep, groundbreaking, um, outstanding writing for variety series, I don't think we've seen any of these, they've got like Saturday Night Live and stuff like that in there, uh, outstanding commercial, I try to watch as few adverts as possible, outstanding directing for comedy series, Atlanta, Ban, um, Silicon Valley, intellectual property, 
um, Silicon Valley server error, Veep groundbreaking, Veep justice, Veep blurp, um, outstanding directing for a variety series, it's got like Jimmy Kimmel live, John Oliver thing, Saturday Night Live, um, outstanding writing for a drama series, uh, Better Call Soul Witness, I think that was, I think I remember which episode that was, um, that was quite a good episode, Homeland, America First, Stranger Things, Chapter 1, The Vanishing of Will Byers, which I guess was the first episode, The Crown, Hyde Park Corner, Handmaid's Tale offered, it says that was the pilot, Handmaid's Tale The Bridge, Westworld The Bicameral Mind, um, yeah, do any of them kind of take your picks? I kind of hope Stranger Thing does. I mean, it, to be honest, that's the only one of those that I've seen. Yeah. But Stranger Things was just such a good series. And the next season comes out in a couple months. I can't wait for that. It it really hit just like a weirdly niche sweet spot of a mix of, you know... Uh, the way that I describe the series to people, and this probably won't mean a whole lot to you, is that if John Carpenter and... Uh, uh, had a movie with. Uh, God, my brain just does not want to work today. Give I'm me a minute you, here. It's Monday. I had that this morning, so I had a bunch of stuff I needed to do, and I couldn't figure out what to do first. So. John Hughes. That's the name I was trying to pull out of my brain. Back in the eighties, there was a series of John Hughes movies: uh, Breakfast Club, uh, Weird Science, things like that. Uh, Pickup Artist. Early. Uh, both. Uh, Weird Science and the Pickup Artist was an early Robert Downey Jr. So if you want to go see where his career got a, a start on, those would be the two movies to watch. Okay. Um, I've just looked up the best drama ones. I can't actually find them at the moment. Um, so maybe I'll put them into the, into the next one because all the rest of the stuff is like all the other stuff that we, um, I think don't we don't really watch. Um, so should we move on to our questions and finish up here? Yeah, sure. Uh, so Jody Hewitt says, "How do you view content?" Which is an interesting question. What do you see as the pros and cons of the way you view? How big of a TV viewer are you? So I use uh, my free view box which which can record two shows at once, uh, and you can view like a third channel or whatever. Uh, and you can, you know, live rewind, pause, and play and stuff. Uh, and then I just have um, Netflix, Amazon, Now TV apps on the Xbox, and that's basically it. Like that gives me the Sky shows, all all the hundreds of Netflix shows that there literally are, uh, and some of the Amazon stuff. I dip in and out of Amazon when I do and don't need it, but I've mostly stuck with Netflix because there's just so much stuff on there. Um, the pros and cons of that is. Like, on the Now TV, they do have, like, dates for their box sets when they take them off. It's a little bit similar to how Netflix will remove stuff in, in certain months. But you have, like, you get a box set and then it's there for usually, like, two months, maybe. And they tend to, like, if the new season of Game of Thrones starts, they add the previous seasons on the box set for you to catch up. Uh, same with, like, Walking Dead and the other big shows. Uh, so that's basically how I view most of my stuff. And then anything that gets picked up to free view is no problem. Um... So yeah, the pros and cons is, I guess, it runs off 
most of that stuff runs off internet, so like the Now TV, Netflix stuff. Uh, but our broadband is is good enough to handle uh, three of us watching stuff at the same time. Um, the pros of that is that I get some of the best television out there, um, which I, I'm very grateful for and I appreciate. How big of a TV viewer am I? I, I I've tried to stay away from network 23 episode stuff. Um, like I sort of fell off a of blind spot a little bit in those sort of shows, um, and I've tended to like more sort of Netflix now TV like the ten episode, thirteen episode shows that that are there. Um, you know, I'll I'll check out things that are trending and stuff, um, and that's basically how how I go about that. What about you? Uh, well, for anything that is. Uh you know, what I would consider a current is usually going to be the broadcast stuff. I mean, that's where we do all our CW stuff for the superhero shows. Uh, there's not a whole lot that I watch live past that. Um, I do do a lot of Netflix, a lot of Hulu. I'm a Hulu Plus subscriber, but that's just because you need Hulu Plus to do it on consoles. And I'll watch that on my Xbox. Um, and then a mix of uh, that and then occasionally something will pop up on Amazon Prime because I'm already a Prime member and so I get the free streaming. And every now and then something will pop up on that, either a movie or a TV show that I've missed and I'll watch that. And then, like you, I do a lot of Netflix. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to binge stuff, you know, knock it out. Plus, Netflix is doing so much original programming now that it's kind of hard not to do that. Yeah. Um... What about what was the last question of that? Um, yeah, how how big of a TV viewer are you? Uh, not very big, at least not anymore. I mean, we still do the CW stuff, but outside of that, there's not a whole lot of like regularly scheduled broadcast TV that I watch anymore. Yep. Um, just to quickly pull up the results for the uh, drama nominations because those are like the ones that I do care about. Um, you got Better Castle, This Is Us, House of Cards, Westworld, The Crown, The Handmaid's Tale, and Stranger Things. Which one do you like from those? I hope Stranger Things wins it, but I'm thinking maybe House of Cards might pull it out. House of Cards doesn't, because I, I like the show. It had a really good fourth season. I haven't watched the fifth season yet, but I've heard, I've heard nothing but terrible things about the fifth season. Um, which, of course, I'll have to form my own opinion when I actually watch it, but... When it gets to a state like that, that you just hear nothing but bad stuff from like fans and critics and watchers, it it doesn't paint a good picture. Um, I liked Westworld a lot. It it wasn't something I was like hundred percent into, but I was like ninety percent there, and it was a very cool series to watch. Uh, this is us. I haven't seen, but I do want to check out. Um, you know, if something gets an Emmy Emmy nomination. It it, it gives you the nod to kind of check it out. Uh, the Crown I haven't seen, but I'm interested in The Handmaid's Tale. Like I said, I haven't seen either. Uh, t- for me, it's between Better Call Saul and Westworld. I-, I would say I did like Stranger Things a lot, um, but yeah, I, th- I think Westworld and Better Call Saul are the ones that I'm leaning towards. Um, we're gonna finish up with one more question here. Uh, Corey Newcomer says, "Do you prefer binge watching a series rather than waiting a week for new episodes?" Like. Basically, weekly or binge, what do you, what do you kind of prefer? Uh, what, what do you think? 
for me, it depends on the format of yeah. the uh, show itself. So if it's something that's very serialized, where it's you know episode to episode to episode, you know the callback to callback to callback, then I tend to like to binge it. Um, if it's something that you know the episodes are kind of loosely connected but not so dependent on each other, then I tend to be you know watch the episode and then wait for the next week. Yeah, um, I kind of fall under like. If I was to wait for the... Let's say the DCCW shows, the 23 episodes, there's four of them. There's going to be five soon. I think that if I waited until, like, May or June, whenever it is they finish, and then I binged on them then, I would feel... I would feel like I have, obviously, a lot of content. But I'd feel a little bit, like... I would just feel very behind and very overwhelmed with the amount of episodes that are there. Um, I spoke to David on Geek Town that I did today. And we spoke about, because uh, he did. He talked about the news of Supernatural getting a spin-off. And I said that, like, I, I watched the pilot of that a, a long time ago. And I did like it, but I just scroll through a list of episodes. And I'm just like, there's just so much here. And I I don't like to watch something as something is on. And Supernatural's on quite a bit. Um, and it would just make me, like, I'll, I'll try and go back and watch more of it when, like, when I can. Um... But it just gives me that thing of, like, I have so many of these to watch and people talking about it, like, currently. And I can't get involved in that conversation because I'm not caught up in spoilers, etc. Uh, so I do prefer the sort of... With, with the CWDC shows, to treat it as a season in terms of, like, week-to-week conversation. Um, I don't know, like, if Westworld was a Netflix series and it came out and it was bingeable, or or it was, like, come out as a binge on, like, a Netflix thing i would probably see it differently but i don't mind for like 8 to 13 episode seasons like sort of hbo netflix what whatever shows you get um i don't mind which way i watch those uh like with, with the first five seasons of game of thrones i sort of semi binge watch them i watch like four a week kind of thing like every other every kind of other day or, or something and then I watched it week to week, and it's this—it's like a book club thing, right? Of like, it's Sunday night, it's Game of Thrones or Walking Dead or whatever, and it's like the weekly, like, what do you think of this episode? And you do the chat for the week, and then you get a new episode and you rinse repeat. So I don't know. I I, I do like both versions, but it does definitely depend on the show. So um, yeah, and a lot of it depends on how many seasons. Like you brought up Supernatural; it's a great show. I watch it. Uh, but I, I've been watching it from the start. I mean, you coming in so late, it's either mm-hmm. season 12 or 13 12, is 13, the upcoming one. Like yeah. yeah, just something insane like that. I mean, we talked about it before, but if you watched three episodes a day, it would take you the better part of three months to get caught up. And that's that's a lot of time to invest in that. I mean, sorry, three a day, did you say? Yeah, if you did three a day, you could probably get through a season in two weeks. Mm. And so then six weeks you'd be caught up with it. Let me check to see if they actually have a count on how many okay. episodes there are. Well, I'd have to uh, stop playing Crash Bandicoot. I can't do that. So. <laughs> you, you have to stop doing everything. I can't yeah. imagine you have that much time on your hands. Yeah, no, I, even even I don't. So. Um, yeah, the season one for Supernatural was 2005. Yeah. So I mean, it really held up. Start. It, was a, it was a good episode. I, I did enjoy it, and I had the interest. It's just the amount of episodes that are there. So. Yeah, so season 13 is starting up this year, mm. uh, but it doesn't have an episode count. But it's got to be somewhere in the neighborhood of 250 episodes. 
So trying to catch up with, to that is going to be insane. Mm. If that was a case of like, waiting for it to end, if it does, <laughs> um, and then just watch them at my own pace, and then try not to get spoiled on things in the past. So, I don't know. But yeah, thanks everybody for your questions, and uh, yeah, I enjoyed this podcast. It was pretty good, apart from the silly Emmy nominations, which we can't mm-hmm. control, but it, it is what it is. We have our own l- small little TV awards that we do. I'll, I'll try to do every year, so stick around for those in December. Hey everybody, just before I close off the episode, uh, I'm going to put this in both of the Gaming Talk and the TV podcast episode. Uh, I just want to let you know that there's a survey on Entertainment Talk at the moment. I think it's still open. I hope it is. Um, It it did say that I had a a day left of it open, but then a day did pass and it didn't close. And then they sent me a message saying that it had opened. So I I think it's still open. Uh, But if you head on the homepage of the website, just click on the logo at the top. And then scroll down a little bit, and then the survey link will be there, and then there will be a where, where I've marked the survey link, and then that will take you to it, and then you just answer the questions, and then click on finish, of course. Uh, it would really help out a lot if you guys did this survey, as it, it would help me determine what you guys like at Entertainment Talk, how you feel we're doing, uh, in terms of the different questions there, uh, what you'd like to us, to, what you'd like to see us do, I guess in the future, and any comments and questions that you have, uh, it gives you all, it gives you guys all a chance to do that as well. Um, so hopefully you'll go and consider doing it. It shouldn't take too much of your time. There's about nine questions there, and then there's a st- like star rating thing at the end that I put in. So please go ahead and check that out. Uh, as always, we appreciate you listening uh, and tuning in. So thank you all for listening, and we shall see you. Uh, actually, I, I put an outro in after this, so I'll see you for that. Bye. So yeah, that's it for this episode. You can find all the other content on entertainmenttalk.org. We did a video game podcast that was recorded before this, but it will be out in the same week. Uh, we're covering Game of Thrones as well, so check that out on Wednesdays. Uh, and I'm doing Crash Bandicoot The Road to Platinum at the moment, which is where, you know, you watch me play Crash and attempt to get the Platinum trophies. Play pretty self-explanatory. Um, and yeah, that's all the content at the moment. I'm trying to keep things light, not to add too many things and overwhelm myself, because I remember what that was like back in October and in March. So, yeah, stick around on entertainmenttalk.org for all of that. If if you'd like to get involved in the conversation, you could head you can head over to at eTalkUK on Twitter or our Facebook group or page, or you can email entertainmenttalk@hotmail.com to get involved in the conversation as well. So that's the uh, three different ways that you can do that. If you'd like to support us on patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, you're welcome to do so. Uh, you can also support us for free if you go to the support us page in the about tab. Uh, you can find that as well. But the best way is um, word of mouth and rating and re- reviewing on iTunes. I'll try to remember to put the iTunes link in the description. Um, and yeah, that's it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. And as always, we'll see you on the next piece of content. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>